Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hey, trading gang. Uh, I hope your day is going good. I hope uh, your life is good. I hope everything around you is good. So here we are at uh, another podcast of Matt Z at uh, Optimus Futures. And uh, if I can ask you for a favor, if you can please like it on YouTube. Um, I'm putting effort, you know, to um, educate you as much as I can and potentially make you a better trader. So if you can just do this one click, um, or if, you, if you're listening to this on YouTube, and at the same time, if you have a podcast that you can leave a comment or give us a good review, we'd really appreciate it. So um, I want to tell you a little bit about my father. My father is an engineer. Um, he's been in, an engineer for, I would say, wow, close to 50 years. Um, he knows his stuff really, really well. So one day during our conversations, I said to him, well, does the engineering world change a lot? And he said, well, everything changed since I started. A lot of things have changed. I said, do you... Uh, apply anything different today that you didn't do in the past? And the answer is no. So I was like, okay, so everything changed, but the way you apply yourself is not really the same. He said, well, the basics, you still apply the basics, right? Which the basics are always the most important. So everything around you changes. I assume the corporate world changed. I assume, you know, the things is working and the products and you know, the structure and the goals have changed, but, you know, the core of engineering, you know, everything that he studied 50 years ago still serves today as the foundation to everything that he's doing. And knock on wood, he's still in big demand because of his knowledge. Uh, he's getting up there in years, but it's still still working and still applying himself. So um, how is it related to trading? So essentially, you know, everybody has... A certain idea of trading um, you know when they start out so over time it changes but just like my father had to basically keep up with the times by reading all the time and being always updated about the the industry that is in you have to do the same thing so as an as a trader you really never stop learning now again if you get the basics right then it will serve you 
for the rest of your life as a trader. If you understand not over leveraging, if you understand risk management, if you take it seriously and you review your trades, if you start going into um, the psychology of trading. And again, you know, like I said, in, in other podcasts, I'm not trying to make you into a psychiatrist, but really understand yourself and being self-conscious of the things that you do, especially of bad behavior at times that you do, that would help you a lot. So being self-conscious of your own of your own actions and how you react to market is, is a great thing to observe. observe. Um, beginner is a time when they start out, they have a misconception about the markets, right? So they think that they'll find a method for all seasons. They think that this method will be consistent and you'll they'll be able to apply it um, at all market times, which is really not the case. So when I tell beginner traders, you will have to keep on learning about the markets all the time, I always emphasize that I don't ask them to study the markets always from day one as if they weren't trading before. The continuation of studying the market is completely different than um, and evolving as a trader is very, very different than starting from scratch all the time. So again, you get the basics right and then you just have to evaluate the markets all the time. So I do it right now. You know, I when I analyze the markets, one of the things that I do, I, I I basically analyze them in the context that they're trading right now, and that's very important. So the context and everything else that's happening around us, you know, will will determine obviously um, the direction of the market. So some of the things just to give you an an um, kind of a reality check of what you're really getting into so basically you have to get into the understanding the sentiment of the market right is it a bullish market is it a sideways market is it a bearish market you really have to start looking at at those things at a very objective level now when you start looking at it there's always the people that are consistently bearish right they they call them the perma bear right so the consistently doesn't matter what the economy does they will always find the reasons and 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 by the way it's not that the reasons are not valid they're not imaginary they use statistics they use models and everything else but it doesn't matter what market conditions they will basically you know say that they are perma bears and 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 to be in that you know i think it's a messed up state of mind you know if you don't mind me saying it because you have to be as a trader you always have to be flexible if you always think things are going to collapse and you're always a perma bear, it will work against you. Um, same goes for being obviously always bullish that you think the market, you know, will will always grow and will always go up. And right now there's this, you know, this this thing, you know, that's tweeting all the time by some gurus. Stock always go up, and that's also, you know, a little bit of a bad mentality. Despite the fact that we're in a b- bullish market, it's not a flexible state of mind because at any point in time you know, what, you know, things could, could flip. So what you want to do is really evaluate always the market, uh, the market sentiment. You always, not always, but you should understand, um, you know, what drives it. For example, right now, you know, we have a lot of younger traders that are joining the market because of the phone application. So clearly companies like Robinhood, 
you know, which came out with uh, a phone application. Now, I'm not talking whether it's, I'm not, not not evaluating whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm just saying it, it, it made it a lot more accessible to traders. And it's obviously changing the game because in past years, you know, everybody looked at, hey, what are the inst institutions doing? And right now it's like, well, you know, retail obviously has some buying power as well. When you have millions of people, you know, in our country and around the world can just buy with one click. Now, doesn't mean that they'll hold the market, you know, forever. But at some point, those things can turn on us. And always, I, you know, just remind everybody that especially when you trade futures, there's a substantial risk of loss in futures trading and past performance is not indicative of uh, future results. So again, you know, a lot of people have phones with one click, they buy, those are simple apps, they just have a lot of buys and sells, not even a lot of graphics to analyze. And so a, a lot of what drives the market is, is basically, you know, right now, I feel is impulsiveness, um, especially with the social media and the forums and everything else. You um, also have to understand, you know, what what is fashionable. When you trade, well, especially when you trade stock indices, if you're into e-mini S&P, micro e-mini S&P, and so forth. Now, believe it or not, you know, there is fashion, uh, meaning any changes. So what's popular today might not be popular tomorrow. And it's I, I look at it as a fashion trend, right? So one day they'll talk about something and the next day, you know, stocks will go up, then they'll collapse. Nobody's going to talk about it after. So... You, you really have to realize what is fashionable and what is not. I'll, I'll give you an example. So, you know, back in the day when I started, one of the first crashes that I saw was in the dot-com era. And during the dot-com era, the thing that was fashionable was companies were evaluated on the basis of, well, how many clicks does it get? It wasn't the basis, hey, you know, is there enough margin for everybody in this business? Is it worth the competition? Are the evaluations worth it? It was just fashion to say, hey, listen, I build a site of .com. I get 100,000 visitors a day, and that's what it is. You know, um, back in 2008, when we had the mortgage crisis, it was obviously an economy that switched from uh, clicks to bricks. You know, people over leveraged. That was the fashion, you know. All of a sudden, clicks to bricks was the fashion. It was like, hey, you know what? This internet thing and technology, huh? You know where it's at. It's it's really so that that draw that drove a lot of the, you know, I think it, back in the day, a lot of financial companies, bank stocks, mortgage companies, and so forth. Um, high. So you really have to understand, you know, what is fashion, and you have to be very careful at the time, right? Then that's the part you say, okay, you know what, this is becoming very fashionable right now. Everybody's talking about it, right? So, and uh, I'm getting a haircut, and my barber and my hairdresser are starting to give me tips. Maybe it's time I should be cautious. And that's exactly what happened in 2008. Um, oddly enough, and, and this is a true story, um, you know, one, one day I had to take Uber to work because my car was in the garage, and the Uber driver said, you know, I'm a, I said, what, what do you do? Because he seemed pretty young. I was just trying to have a conversation. He says, I'm a trader. I said, oh, it's interesting. What, what do you trade? He says, I'm a cryptocurrency trader. That was during the time right before the major collapse. It was the same thing. Everybody was on the phone. That was the fashionable thing to do. Everybody says that, you know, Bitcoin will solve all the problems of the world. And then it just tanked. So, 
you really have to just kind of watch, you know, along. I, I think it goes hand in hand with, 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 with sentiment, but also see what became all of a sudden, um, f you know, kind of fashionable. And and you know what? Honestly, this is where you say this is where your bullshit, you know, uh, filter and sensor can go up. You say, okay, this is bullshit. You know, when 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 a guy out there is driving an Uber and tells you he's a traitor, then something is wrong with it. So, you know, like you have to use sometimes simple clues like that. I mean, to me, it was just funny when I got out. I was like, you know what? They're just going to collapse this whole thing. And it's not because I have a crystal ball, but that's just the reality. And I'm not happy that it collapsed. I'm not happy that people lost money. I'm just saying people essentially, you know, they're driven by fashions, you know, and they see what's popular, you know, and, and I know some people call it greed, but I prefer at this point, at least, you know, to say some of them just, you know, trade according to fashion. In any case, going back to what happens with experience and what you should look for is really to see how you perform during certain periods, right? So part of your education um, is basically to to evaluate your performance. How do you do during this time you know do you are you more successful that you can trade more frequently are you less successful you have to deliver uh not deliver but deleverage sorry deleverage your positions or maybe the the typical leverage that you use could be fine for the market volatility so remember one thing you know your job is never done as a trader you want to continue continuously evaluate everything you're doing analyze the markets analyze how you trade in the markets and whether this thing is appropriate for you one thing you will realize over time which it really takes a very long time and i assume this has happened somewhere between the fifth to the tenth year of your life as a trader you're starting to realize what's fiction and what's reality. You know, you're really starting to understand, you know, well, I hope I should say in my opinion, you're starting to understand the pulse of the markets, right? You're starting to understand what the market, um, how it behaves. You're starting to understand all the media and the hype around it. And you're starting to understand how it all sounds the same. You're starting to understand that the analysts that come on TV they're just come on TV and they promote things and they talk about, you know, um, the markets tomorrow and what the markets will do as if they have uh, some sort of a prediction model. And as I said many times, listen to my other podcasts, you will realize that, you know, we're not in the business of predictions. We're in the business of analyzing and managing risk and taking decisions. But anyway, you will start, you will stop listening to that. You will also stop you know, chasing education out there, right? When you are starting out, you're thirsty for a lot of education. And then you start seeing, you know, that all of a sudden all the educators use the same copywriter, you know. Uh, you know, do you want to trade once a week and make a fantastic trade? You know, do you want to look at, do you want me to teach you the perfect setup? And you're like, okay, okay, you know, I'm tired of this BS, you know, I, I'm, I'm better off studying by myself. So somewhere along, you know, in the fifth to the tenth year, you start, you start learning a lot about market behavior, cycles. I think even within the first three years, I mean, again, I, it, I have to say past performance and indicative future results, I didn't make a study, but I think even every three-year cycle, 
you will see that there are days that are really, really bad and they're very, very devastating. And, you know, you have to go through those days to see. Um, I don't want you to lose money on those days. Of course, I don't. But, you know, what I'm really trying to prepare you is that if you have the right position sizing, I hope that this doesn't devastate you. That's all I can say. I don't. Sometimes the markets have big huge moves and they can take out even the biggest of players you know we had a move like that in february 2018 i remember the market closed at somewhere around um closed at 4 15 eastern time i think it was february 18th if, if i recall right 2018 but i don't remember a specific date in february but remember the the s p closed at 4 15 eastern time and then it reopens again at 4 30 and I think within those 15 minutes, I think the gap was 1,500 points on, on the um, on the Dow, and I remember it was a few hundred points of the S&P. And it happens sometimes. Sometimes it happens because you had a guy who just placed a market order on 50,000 in mini S&P. Sometimes it could be HFT. It could be, you know, the bottom line. The reason is irrelevant. That's also one thing that you will learn that after something happens. Everybody's trying to kind of analyze why did it happen? Why did it happen? You know, and everything else. And, and in reality, it really doesn't matter. What you have to do is really be positioned uh, right, watch the markets all the time, and be on alert because it can happen anytime. Now, I don't mean to scare you, but I just want you to be, you know, attentive to your trading. And again, I'm, I'm going to tell you again, the reason for it are absolutely irrelevant. Like, um, just to use another example so you know not long ago the crude oil went negative right so it started a debate in the industry right it started a debate you know the cme uh patrick duffy came out and said this is what supply and demand looks like the market action that day was exactly what you know was supposed to happen and then you have other companies who came and said no this is because of your malfunction and now there's a company, and I think they're in England, I'm not sure, but they're being investigated for, because they made like hundreds of millions of dollars that day, right? Essentially, anybody who lost on this day, um, it's irrelevant to him whether it was the English company that caused this disruption, whether it was a malfunction of the CME, or whether it was really justified because of supply and demand. It's irrelevant. When it happens, it happens. And so, you know, a lot of traders are always, when, in days like this, they're trying to read and understand what happened and everything else. So as you grow as a trader, you will understand that it's irrelevant, you know? Yeah, it might make a good conversation for with your friends, you know, and if you sit down and, you know, for dinner and you just shoot the breeze and you say, hey, you know, you talk about the markets, hey, do you see what happened? That's interesting. But it has zero relevance to your PL. Your PL, if you if you're over leveraged, if you didn't pay attention, if you saw this, you know, this activity and you didn't get out, you will pay the price. This is why I'm saying, you know, goes back to my previous point that as a trader over the years, one of the things that you should evaluate and learn is how do you perform in different environments. And you know. Basically, you like you know the example that I used before with my father said your basics of risk management, you know, or your basics of what you studied is you know you you might be a doctor, you might be an accountant, you might be a baker, you might be a garage guy. It doesn't matter. You know the basics. If you master them right, everything else will change. 
but you will keep, you know, but your basics will serve you as a foundation, you know, for, for the rest of your uh, trading life. So again, you know, one thing that I want you to take out of this podcast is not to be scared to grow as a trader. It does not entail, you know, learning trading every single day from scratch. That's not what you should do. If you mastered, you know, if, if you appreciated the market from day one, if you really realized what risk management is all about, if you realize that you need to be um, to trade at a certain size, that you have to uh, be attentive to your psychological behavior as well and how you trade, that will, if you mastered it in the first few years, it will serve you as a foundation. It's, um, you know, <laughs> let me just digress for a minute. So, you know, I, I spoke to, and, and I'm going to go back to my main point. So, you know, when I talk to people, some of them say, I really like your podcast. I didn't realize the trading is so hard. And what I tell them, you know, rock is hard. A rock is really hard. You can't walk through a rock. But trading is challenging. That's what I call it. I don't call it hard. I call it challenging. So, you know, you have to have this consistent, um, you know, drive to overcome the challenges that are in the market. So, again, the foundation that you will have will serve you as, I hope, like I always say I hope because, you know, I, I think some people will take trading very, very seriously and some, unfortunately, will not. You know, sometimes they'll go trade a little bit, then they don't trade a little bit, then they trade, you know, then they take a break for a few years and they come back. And I'm not judging, but, you know, sometimes life, family, whatever stands in the way. But the reality is that the more consistent you are in learning the markets every day, the better foundation you will have. And the challenges of the market, um, you will be um, encountering them with... Um, more with more depth right you will be encountering them not as a newbie each time but with a lot more depth and understanding so if, if you trade through things and you have some you know bad days that the market collapsed and the market you know you know went up the next day you're not going to be one of those i gotta know what happened because every time it's different circumstances you'll after many years of trading you'll say yes those are bad days i know how i should act in days like this, whether I should trade or not trade, if my method, I can react to this market or not react to this market. So again, going back to what I said before, as you grow as a trader, you will find new challenges in the market, but because you have previous experience, you could potentially encounter it in a, in a better and better way. And so if you have those points you know, to yourself um, on a daily basis of everything that I discussed here, you know, going over the markets, understanding how you react to the markets, it will, it will uh, serve you. One thing I would tell you is this, um, at the end of this podcast, this is what you should do. You should really think um, if you are on a scale of one to 10, um, especially I'm saying it to all the futures traders out there, we are a futures trading company. So, you know, I'm a lot of those things that I'm talking about this are, are are important in every asset class, but I think especially when you use leverage, like in futures, it's a highly leveraged 
instruments. So, you know, you put $1 and then you play with $200. So, you know, depending on the day trading leverage. But the point is, is that, you know, you put a little and you control a lot and it entails a lot of risk. So what you should do is basically write down where you're on a scale of 1 to 10, whether you're a very conservative or you're a very high risk person, right? And I'm going to tell you something. I don't believe that there is one and I don't believe there is 10. I believe it could be closer to one and I think it could be closer to 10 because I think one is just completely like, no, trading is not for me. If you say on a scale of one to 10, um, you know, I'm conservative at one, then drop trading right now. If you're of, if you, if you go 10, I have the highest level of risk, you know, then, um, (laughs) then it's just reckless, complete reckless behavior, you know? I, I hope that you're somewhere close to 10 if you have a lot of experience and you're somewhere between, I would say, 5 to 3, you know, if you're trading futures because you, you can be very, very conservative if you approach this market that way because you'll have the fear of trading. But anyway, once you decide where you are on that scale and everybody is uh, very different, what you should do is say is, is write down, okay, what skills do I have to... Um, hone hone down right now and and basically what skills i should you know work on right now as a beginner if i'm a beginner this is the skills that i'm going to work on i'm going to work on my discipline i'm going to work on my education i'm going to work on risk management i'm going to evaluate my trades i'm going to go over my trades right and then try to look in the future say you know what if i was to memorize all the skills right now Let's say I'm five years down the road, right? I'm just five years down the road. How do I apply those principles then? You know, how do I apply what I've learned here right now, you know, in the future? How do I apply them, you know, once I go and I see all the market volatility and and everything else? And it gives you a routine, you know, seeing, you know, how you apply basics in the future each time gives you um, uh, a routine and, and, and it builds habits for you as a trader. So anyway, I went a little bit longer than I anticipated, but I hope it, 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 it helps you. You know, my goal is really to help you as a trader. I respect you a lot because I know those of you who trade come in every day and you take risks in the markets in order to gain. And as a broker, I never forget that, you know, my customers, we are earning a living in the company because other people are taking risks in the market. So I want to give you everything that I possibly can for myself and not just take business, but, you know, also give back a lot of soul into what you guys are doing. So I hope you'll call us. We're looking forward to to hearing from you. We hope to... uh, Um, grow with you as traders but we also want to earn your business Um, you can go to www.optimistfutures.com you can call us you can look at the platforms we have our own platforms we have other platforms we have mobile platforms we have all the technology in the world to serve you and we're also here not not just um, you know to say hey that's what we have we're also here to help you with uh, choices as far as you know, the markets you want to trade, the platforms you want to have, and the tools you want to use for your analysis. So go. So again, go to uh, go to optimusfutures.com. Reminding everybody again, and you know, I'm saying it now, right now, all the time, and you're probably used to all those disclaimers and everything else, and probably you 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 say to yourself, yeah, 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 I know there's risk and blah blah, but but just remember this, okay? 
there's a lot of logic in the disclaimers that I say because uh, they're also trying to tell you, you know, to use caution and risk management and to tell you, hey, whatever happened yesterday, you still have to do your homework because it doesn't mean that it will happen tomorrow. So having said that, there's a substantial risk of loss in futures trading. Best performance is not indicative of future results. I wish you well, a great day and a great week or whatever is left of it. And, uh, you know, always keep smiling. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at optimistfutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-671. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures Podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.